0: Hello and welcome to Charmed and Alarmed. This podcast is dedicated to all things witchy and metaphysical. So, whether you're a baby witch, an expert, or just want to learn about some spooky stuff, you're in the right place. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. Today, we will be, d- be discussing chakras. Hmm. But first, we want to have our usual pre show announcements. We want to thank all of the listeners. We're up to 207 listens, so nails emoji, nails emoji, nails emoji. <laughs>
1: um,
0: we appreciate everybody who's rate and reviewed, um, and especially on Apple Podcasts, because that really boosts us up in the charts, but also on Spotify or your podcasting app of choice. Um, it really helps us out with that. Love Everybody loves the algorithm. Um, <laughs> we know it's everybody's favorite thing, and it really helps us out with that guy. Um, algorithm with Mm -hmm. Al. We need help Mm -hmm. with Al. Um, And we want to thank all of the listeners who have emailed us their comments and stories. We really love reading them. And one day soon, we will do a bonus episode that I will stop teasing you about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So first, we're going to talk about some chakra
1: stuff. What do you guys know about chakras? Anything? Just your basics. Like I know there's your general seven they range from root to crown and just very minimal minimal basic stuff about them and yeah. their names
2: <laughs> yeah and i was gonna say there's like colors associated with yeah. them um that and that uh certain trauma will sit in certain places in your body where the ends usually aligns with that chakra mm-hmm. um i haven't done a lot of chakra work um, mm-hmm. I know of, like like Lauren said very very basic whitewashed um, info about chakras I think one of the coolest things I saw um, was a documentary once and I can't tell you the documentary because the one part that stuck to me was a guy talking about how um, your chakras happen to align with like major glands in your body mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and then um, there are a lot of studies out there that talk about You know, where physically in your body, you can quote unquote store trauma and like Mm -hmm. trauma memories Um, and how coincidentally enough, which I don't believe in coincidences, but um, coincidentally enough, a lot of times those will align with uh, the chakra, you know, around that body
0: part
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so other than that that's about it yeah well I have been meaning to like look into chakras because I kind of like I you know had about the similar uh you know understanding that you guys did that like Mm -hmm. you hold trauma in certain places and that can be associated with the chakras and you can use them to kind of help figure out your body and help it heal and stuff um And so that's why I was like really excited to do this episode. And I know last episode, I was a little bit flippant when you brought up the cultural appropriation and then I felt really (laughs) bad and I was like, I'm going to look up, I'm going to do a deep dive on the cultural appropriation. So we have a lot to go through. Who's excited. Um, (laughs) So the word chakra comes from a word meaning wheel or circle. um, And it comes from very early Hinduism and Buddhist beliefs Um, and one of the main things that I found out that's, you know, really important to know is there are like a lot of different versions and a lot of different systems of chakra work. So like, you know, in the Western culture, like every single hit on Google is seven chakra system. It's almost all the technically, I guess it's the six plus one is what a lot of, you know, other people were calling it. Um, but that like Western system, if you're Googling things in English, like that is the one that comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the one that has a lot of appropriation with it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we want to be mindful of that. But also, um, you know, if if something is going to help you, I don't want to take that away from anyone. Um And so, you know, if you want to try the seven chakra systems, just because it's not the, you know, ancient version of it, and it, you know, was kind of mostly invented in the 1900s during the spiritualist movement, who knew, um, (laughs) then, you know, if it helps, it helps. Um, But it is important to know the history behind that, to know that it's, you know, they are kind of appropriating these words to make it sound more ancient and mystical and, um, give it more credence than maybe it had. Um, but you know, all things to keep in mind, but don't want to take anything away from people. Now, people who are like making money off of this, maybe, maybe look a little more deeply into it. Um, you know, if somebody's, selling stuff about chakras and crystals and blah 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 take a deep look at it um and make your own decisions but know that like for me money is where really cultural appropriation starts to really hit a chord with me um i know it's not great to do anything else but when like i mean when like white people are profiting off of other cultures that they've historically oppressed that's when it's really like Come on, guys. Um, yeah.
2: Like, there's a difference between cultural exchanges because that happens all the time. Especially right. Especially yeah. now because it's so easy to communicate and experience things globally because of the mm. internet. So, sure, there's going to be, like, cultural exchanges. like That's natural that right. happens. But like you said, whenever it's, like, a majority group who have historically oppressed a minority group – and then they're making profits off of a bastardized version of what the minority group believed in, Mm -hmm. that becomes a problem. Very yucky. feel yucky.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So early Sanskrit texts talk about um, chakras as more of a meditative visualization, um, and they used like flowers to sort of symbolize what you're meditating on. So basically you would kind of, you know, pick an area of your body and you would visualize like light. And then you would turn that light into like a flower with a certain amount of petals. So like the crown chakra is, um, like called the thousand petal chakra. So you would a thousand petals. So you'd think of it as like a very full flower. And then, you know, they would say mantras and, you know, relate it to your physical body. But the whole idea of it spiritually, especially in Hinduism, is um, connecting your, like, non-physical body with your physical body. So, um, or sometimes they would call it the subtle body. So the physical body, the sthula sharita, 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 I've been practicing and um, the uh, subtle body, which is the like non-physical body is the sukshma sarita. I'll edit those out. Mm. Um, So it's basically like the psyche um, or like the plane of the mind sort of thing. Um, But it's the belief that they both affect each other. So, you know, your thoughts and... Um, actions have an effect on your physical body and your physical body has an effect on how you're feeling emotionally or spiritually. Um, things like that. So it's more of like a give and take sort of thing. Um,
2: That's interesting because um, my therapist is constantly telling me about how, you know, in our in you know, the our American medical system, you kind of consider the mental and the physical as like two separate entities and that you need, you know, they're completely like separate things. And she's telling me all the time, she's like, they're not, they're all part of you and they interact with each other. And like, it's all one system. It's, you know, so yeah, your, your physical self can affect your mental state and your mental state can affect your physical self. Um. So yeah, I'm. I'm about that. Yeah, I'm, and I'm glad, glad you. Life. Yeah, I'm glad you. And again, that. it only took <laughs>
0: us all of ten minutes to bring up therapy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, important. it's important. It's Very important. If you can, if you can, if you have the resources, highly recommend it. Um. So let's see. Um. So all of this sort of stems from, uh, tantric yoga. Um, which flourished between 600 and 1300. So that's really when like the meat and potatoes were getting figured out of um, the whole chakra system. And again, there are a bunch of branches that branch off in different places. And then from there, there's a bunch of branches. So there's some people that think, you know, that are, well, I don't want think, to say think that there are because they're not chakras are an idea. They're not a like physical thing. So Mm -hmm. there are some people that use four chakras. There's some people that use six. There's some people that use five. There's some that use Mm -hmm. 80,000. So, you know, there's, there's a whole range, wide range, whole wide world of chakras. Um, that we just probably are not going to have a lot of time to get into. No. Um, <laughs> so, but the seven chakra, which they call the six plus one system is the one that, uh, the Westerners really took and ran with in the early 1900s. Um, so, and that one became really dominant around the 15th century, um, So, and like I said earlier, there's no like right or wrong way to do chakras. Um, And that's why I don't want to say like, you know, the whitewashed version is wrong because it's not technically wrong. It's an idea, but they were wrong the way they went about it. Um, But there's no, but if you're using it, it's not wrong to use it. It's not wrong to use the four. It's not wrong to use the 15. It's not wrong to use any of them. There are just many ways of thinking about how, Um, to visualize energy. It's just a tool to use. Um, And then most of the systems though, have a few centers in common. So like the lower belly, the heart and the crown are in almost all of those. And that's where like humans feel emotion when you're, you know, just like all of our terminology gutted, heartbroken, Mm. um, you know stuff like that we feel it all in our in those you know three places mostly so those are kind of like the most common between all of the chakra systems
2: isn't that where um, your vagus nerve runs too Okay, I know, I'm getting I, I'm getting a look so your vagus nerve
0: <laughs> uh I'm assuming it's in Nevada is where it runs through <laughs> I it. mean
2: that sounds legit to me um Vagus nerve. And it's
0: V-A-G-U-S nerve. Um, well, they spelled that wrong. How embarrassing. <laughs> Named a whole nerve and spelled it wrong. Let's
2: see. Where do you,
0: Where does it run from?
2: I mean, thank you for the images, Google, but I wanted information. Uh, the vagus nerve is the longest nerve of the autonomic nervous system and is one of the most important nerves in the body. Helps to regulate critical aspects of human physiology, heart rate, blood pressure, sweating, digestion, and even speaking. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me where it runs from. Uh, It's a very long nerve that starts in the brain stem and extends down the neck into the chest and the abdomen. So, yep.
0: Yeah. So, it's it's I'd right up, through, like your. I don't know. The, I don't want to say most important chakra points, but the the, the, the most the big common, ones.
2: yeah, the most yeah. common ones. That's interesting because, um, once again, therapy. But I was reading about how um, vagus nerve trauma can be passed down, like genetically, so you can so you can be born with an already like overactive. Vagus nerve, or something like that, because mm-hmm. your mother was experiencing trauma or stress, or had very recently, or did uh, had
0: like unresolved, and that so it can be like passed through. So the I fact that it's you mentioned through like the father's line, because okay, um, and that, I think the reason for that is because um, you know when when we get our eggs, they're mm-hmm. there since birth, um, but men are always creating sperm. So if they're going through, like, like what I've read is, like, through famine or through, um, you know, really stressful times, they can Mm -hmm. pass that through offspring. And then when times are less stressful, it starts to not pass through offspring because they're already, like, they're always cycling it out. Not that I don't think it can be passed through the mother, um, but I I think it takes longer between generations where... With the with the father's line, it's a lot more immediate. That's, yeah. uh, that's also studies in mice. It's n- they can't do studies in humans, obviously, because like, it, you know, who's to say what? You can't treat humans like lab mice, so there's no way to control for all factors. But
2: yeah, I just found it interesting
0: because that aligns up
2: with your vagus nerve and that kind of goes along with the thing where that... God, I can't remember the documentary. It was late at night. It was on some documentary show where the guy was like, if you think about it, all your chakra or or the the six plus chakra system aligns with like the major glands in your body. What are you going to say,
1: Lauren? I was going to say, so now this is a really good time to plug therapy because there's going to be a (laughs) lot of people born with some uh, vagus nerve trauma. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Anybody
0: born in the last two years?
2: So, this has um, nothing to do with what we're talking about, but um, have I mentioned that Pluto is getting ready to move into a, a Aquarius out of Capricorn?
1: You have about that. I've heard it. Okay. And, you know. so,
2: so, the cool thing is that you can kind of gauge a generation about where Pluto was sitting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, for all of us, Pluto was sitting in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So, and then Gen Z was Sagittarius. And then the, their kids was in Capricorn and then their kids are going to be in Aquarius. So it'll it'll come out of Capricorn, it'll retrograde into Aquarius. Pluto will come out of Capricorn into Aquarius. It will retrograde back into Capricorn for a moment and then back into Aquarius. And there was a reason I was mentioning this because it connected to some the trauma part. Okay. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> so hopefully um you know, with this new generation born with Pluto and Aquarius, I think it's going to be very, very interesting because, like ours, with Pluto's in Scorpio for us, so we were like, shit's fucked up. We are aware now that shit is fucked up. This shit is fucked, and then Gen Z comes along with their with Pluto and Sagittarius, and they're like, shit's fucked. Let's let's just fucking experiment. Like, who gives a shit? Everything's fucked anyway. So we we should just, like, experiment and, like, go out there and be wild and crazy because who gives a shit? And then come Pluto and Capricorn where they're like, let's start, like, establishing systems because shit's fucked. But it can be problematic because it can be very hierarchical. And then in comes Aquarius where Aquarius is a lot more egalitarian. So um, hopefully vagus nerve trauma will decrease. Very soon. That is how Fingers it connected. In, yeah, that is how it connected to <laughs> my brain. Thank you for attending my ADHD TED Talk. Have a
0: nice that's day. <laughs> we we should have called it ADHD TED, Ted Talk. <laughs> right. I think that would have worked or better.
1: Maybe it'll just help them connect more to those chakras and, yeah. uh, you know, the whole spiritual awakening system. Yeah. And, and you know,
0: even generational trauma is, you know, still something that you can work on and have a very happy life we're not saying like all these people are going to be born with trauma in their lives they're going to be oh yeah yeah it you know it's just you know they might just have a little more anxiety to deal with
2: yeah and i you know i think that's something that um since we're becoming so much more aware now of generational trauma and the fact that you carry it whether Mm -hmm. you experienced it firsthand or not and the fact that you can pass it on um I think that just becoming aware of that is a way to start breaking free of those things. Mm-hmm. Um like I've and once again, this is like the westernized version of the six plus chakra system ideology. But people talking about, you know, whole generations having damaged chakras, like and the fact that it's like you choosing to heal yourself is you choosing to heal all the generations before you and all the generations mm-hmm. after you. Um, but I can understand how that also is kind of a shitty responsibility. Like you're like, I didn't, I didn't fucking ask for this. Um, so, you know. um,
0: Not your fault, yeah. but your responsibility. Um, yeah. Which and I hate that. a quote from my one of my favorite podcasts, if anybody's into true crime, it's called Wine and Crime. It also inspired this podcast because they, <laughs> they're also three friends like from childhood that started a podcast. Theirs is just about true crime. And I was like, mm. I'm going to do that with my friends. And so I copycatted them. So they're welcome. Um, <laughs> imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? Yep. Um, I'll tag them in this. We'll see if they respond. Um, so, but... All of that to say Buddhist chakras. So, you know, along with Hinduism, Buddhism took these sort of tenets and ideas and stuff um, because they're also like a very meditative religion. Mm -hmm. Um, So, they have five chakras in the system of Buddhist chakras that I found um there might be more systems just like the other one but these are the 5 that i found so the basil basil basal chakra um which is associated with the element of earth and has the mantra of lam so i think they do like um cuz there's a lot of mantras in um hindu as like hindu's chakra as well mm-hmm. um but i think they you know they Say their mantra and they meditate on the mantra and things like that. Um, the abdominal chakra, which is associated with the element of water, and the mantra is Vam. The heart chakra, which is so associated with fire, and the mantra is Ram. The throat chakra is associated with wind, which makes sense, and that mantra is Yam. And then the crown chakra is associated with space which I like space as an element. How come we didn't have that over here? Right. (laughs) Um, In the Western culture, that's a way cool element that I would like to um, have, but that mantra is calm. Um, So that's what I found on that. I kind of stuck more with the um, Hindu chakra just because the, the, you know, we have to pare down information somehow. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what I did.
1: I I picked I picked and choosed. Do the um, um two different systems? I know they're different, but uh, I can't recall. Does the Hindu system or the Westernized version, the six plus, do they have elements that are associated with them? So they were
0: added in basically when it was Westernized. So we'll kind of get to it because that's my next seven bullet points is cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know i'll kind of define cultural appropriation first um so it's the unacknowledged or un or inappropriate adoption of customs practices ideas etc um of one people or society by members of another um who are typically more dominant people or society so you know when the brits went and colonized the world um and they you know took practices like spices and teas and stuff and and brought it over with you know and now you you know you think of tea as british when really it wasn't that sort of thing um so that's one way appropriation is icky but still not making money is like that i guess it kind of does um but uh so here's what happened um there were some people in, like, the late 1800s, early 1900s, um, and they were like, these chakras, they sound great. We're going to white people it up and make them <laughs> even better because um, that's what white people thought back then. Um, Gentrification so, at its finest. <laughs> yeah. John Wooldruff, um, he translated – a book apparently very poorly according to a Sanskrit scholar that I read um i i wonder if i wrote down the terms he used he didn't put it lightly it was like bastardized <laughs> it was like the oh, term he used so um and then <sighs> uh you know there were other books um i'm trying to find the name of the other people they're lower in my notes. Um but they sort of when we say like each chakra's associated with a gland in the, the same spot that was these people. Um when they wrote, you know, the books of the chakras, they put them in the areas where they knew glands were so they huh, could associate okay. them. Okay. Um which again they're they're appropriating i do agree that they're appropriating do i think that that is a useful thing that they did i'm i still find that useful Mm -hmm. um they didn't do it in the right way but it i don't think it cannot be used at you know at this point
2: yeah and it makes me wonder if maybe that was hmm
1: you think maybe they were just trying to make it more understandable or relatable
0: i think they were trying to make it more scientific than yeah spiritual yeah Mm. because
2: that that is yes um my question or something i was just thinking of is like i was i wonder if if that was part of it in the like in like more early practices and then they were like, "Oh, well, it has to attach to something." Scientific well, yeah, I, now I, right. You yeah, know? so
0: I think it was still in the like the very same areas, like, but um, you know, there are some in that think it's more forward in mm. in the, your spatial awareness, mm-hmm. um, like in relation to your body, and there's some that think it's along your spine. Um, some think it's all the way out of your outside of your body. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Is that based on their like culture?
0: That's the like the the way it evolved over the thousands of years as it was evolving in the Hinduist religion. Hinduist? I don't think that's right. In the Hinduist Hindi religion. Um, Ow! Ow! I love this cat. But he claws me. (laughs) I was like, is he biting you? He goes like this to stretch. And I tell him it hurts mama every Uh. single time. He has not gotten the message. Um, He's aligning
2: your chakras. He's (laughs)
1: He's aligning my chakra.
0: Yeah, he's trying (laughs) to get to my root chakra. Um, So I think they they wanted to associate it with... um, with, you know, the nervous system or with glands mm-hmm. so that it could appear more scientific. Therefore, um, more real. Therefore, more. M- more real. Yeah. Yeah. To, and easier. You to can believe. sell it to Westerners more yeah. easily than okay. saying like, oh, this is a different religion that you probably think is better. I mean, you know, there's people that I know whose parents told them you can't do yoga because it invites the devil in. So, you know. <laughs> When you're trying to sell things to Westerners, you you also have those kind of Westerners who are like very, very Christian, very, very religious who could not imagine anything about, you know, bringing something from another religion into their um, sphere. So it kind of gave it more. Credence. More white people cred. Yeah. Um, So. uh, Let's see. Where was I? So Carl Young this psychologist, he oh boy, is the one who introduced the psychological states for each chakra. So when we say, you know, your roots chakra is, uh, you know, related to like your grounding in your home and your, uh, you know, solar plexus or sacral chakra are related to, you know, your relationships with others and how you deal with that and your mm. um you know throat chakra is related to you know you not being able to express yourself um all of that was through Carl Jung um this the scholar whose name is Christopher D Wallace which now I'm going to put in my um two cents about him it was hard to find stuff on the chakras because so many white people write some stuff on the chakras, like, and they are all <laughs> the first, the second, the third, the fourth page of Google. It's hard to find in English, like, you know, people who are like from India, from Asia writings about it. Um, mm. So I found it difficult, but this person also has a PhD and a master's in South Asian study, specifically in Sanskrit, um, and he's you know s- studied in India. He can read the the native text, and you know he was writing about the cultural appropriation of it. So I feel comfortable disseminating his information, even though he's still just some white guy. <laughs> writing about are, chakras which I just complained about you know five minutes ago right but there's
2: a difference between you know Susie cream trees down the street who right. is telling you that you know drink this tea for your chakras and right. you know
0: or oh, selling and, a crystal or you know not, even like yoga teachers who know all of the poses but don't know any of the history sort of right. thing or or why you
2: why that is associated with that Versus right. somebody who has actually gone in and studied it and has mm-hmm. immersed themselves in that culture and has worked with that culture to, you know, disseminate that information. I think that right. we are, I hope our listeners understand the difference between the right. two. And I think, I understand that can always be a gray area and a sticky wicket. But yes, I, I he is what we would call a reputable source.
0: Yeah. He's a reputable source, whether it feels icky or not, he's reputable. And I'll give him that. Um, he also has like a pretty dry sense of humor that he, I mean, it's a a blog basically. So, um, you know, he really lets that shine through. So, you know, when he's saying like sarcastic stuff, you kind of have to like, be like, okay, you know, he still has a PhD in South Asian studies and he's Kind of being sarcastic about these white people that stole all of this information so right um but he he says many modern Western descriptions are describing the chakras so they say that they are in the body they are a color they are a shape and how they move but the original practice was to visualize energy in that spot and then add those things to it so it Chakra isn't so much a thing inside your body as a way to visualize energy in your body. So like with the crown chakra, you're visualizing a thousand petals. With the other chakras, you're visualizing the other stuff that I'll get to. Um, so like that's kind of the main sort of thing that Westerners have kind of gotten wrong about all of this, um. So, um, you know, that's, it's one thing to, to really think about when you're, you know, when they say your chakra is red, it's not really red. It's not a real thing. Um, so let's see. Um, and then also Wallace also says, so I just scroll down to make sure I had his name right hmm um so with with Carl Jung um they're using like the 13th century sort of version of chakras that it was popularized in the 13th century um but we do not find each chakra associated with a specific emotion or physical state rather each petal of each lotus chakra is is associated with a distinct emotion or physical physiological state um and there seems to be no pattern to which we could create a label for the chakra as a whole so each chakra isn't like one specific thing mm. each chakra contains all things um right. and it's you know a way to visualize that energy does, might it help to think, like for me personally, I think it will be helpful for me to think about my connections with other people and stuff like that in my either solar plexus or sacral chakra because I had a lot of issues with a formative relationship that were not healthy and I grew up not feeling safe in my own home. Mm -hmm. And now I have a lot of GI issues. Um, so in Mm -hmm. my mind, those relate directly. And this is a way that I can think about it to try and heal my body through therapy, through meditation, through visualization and through medication, (laughs) all working together. Um, and so, there's something to be said about, like, um, you know, you
2: have strong associations, let's say with colors,
0: you know, mm-hmm.
2: when a lot, everybody personally has an association with particular colors. So when I think of, like, golden yellow, I think of, like, afternoons and, like, the sun and warmth and happiness and, you know, that's a happy color for me. So... It would make sense that if I'm, you know, focusing on a chakra or that place in my body that I have been taught to associate with a certain chakra, to want to fill it with like that particular color. Right. And like, you know, to, you know, strengthen it or whatever. Um, So yeah, you know, I agree with you that it's definitely a tool that is extremely helpful. But, you know, like you've talked about, I think understanding the historical context behind it understanding where that came from understanding the appropriation that goes behind it just forms a deeper appreciation mm-hmm. it's kind of how I feel yeah. about it. you have a deeper appreciation of like where that came from right um, well and the
0: better that you can visualize it the better you're able to work with it yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. in your mind um So there is a person who wrote a book called Wheels of Life and Odea Judith. And I guess that's a very, very popular book. And it, you know, is based on this Western Carl Jung, John Woolruff sort of version of the chakras. Mm -hmm. Um, But people do find it very helpful. Um, But it doesn't have any basis in Indian sources. Um, Each chakra, this is from... Wilson as well, Um, each chakra, Judith tells us, is associated with a certain bodily gland, certain bodily malfunctions, certain foods, certain metals, mineral, herb, planet, path of yoga, suit of the tarot, uh, sephira of Jewish mysticism, and archangel of Christianity. None of that's found in the original sources. So like all of the associations with like crystals and minerals and Herbs and planets and astrological signs, none of that is from like the origins of um, chakras. Again, can we take something and improve upon it for our own personal practice? I don't think there's anything wrong about that. I think maybe if you're trying to disseminate that to other people as Mm -hmm. truth, there's something wrong. With that, but if you find that book helpful in your meditative or um healing journey, I don't want to take that away from you, yeah, I kind of think um, like the, you perfectly described the idea of being eclectic, yeah you know right think, yeah yeah yeah, we're eclectic pagans um right.
2: it's like whatever tool works for you, you know as long as it's not coming from a closed practice where it, you know that has its own Sticky, Right. Yeah. But you know, like, it's like, Hey, that works for you. And that helps you to understand yourself or whatever. Yeah. Like you said, I I don't really think that there's much of a problem with that. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, And if it helps to associate like a crystal that, you know, if it's the same color as a chakra that you want to associate with that color and it helps you to put it on your stomach while you meditate, do it, you know, just do it. If it helps, it helps. So this comes from, I keep having to scroll down to find his name, Wallace. Mm. Um, the 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 most outstanding features of the chakra system in the original sources are these. One, that the mystical sounds of the, the Sanskrit alphabet are distributed across all the petals um, of all of the chakras in the system. Two, that each chakra is associated with specific great element, earth, water, fire, wind, and space. And three, that each chakra is associated with a specific Hindu deity or deity. This is because sh- the chakra system is, as I said, primarily a template for nyasa, um, mm-hmm. which is placing. Um, in nyasa, you visualize a specific mantric symbol in a specific location on a specific chakra in your energy body while silently intoning its sound okay so so essentially what he's saying here from you know from
2: what I am garnishing is he's essentially saying that you know in the original it was something where it was a very specific intensive meditative thing
1: mm-hmm. where you were
2: then creating Um, or gathering or, you know, whatever, energy in that specific area in your body by utilizing these tools. Yeah. And
0: focusing on the the sounds of the alphabet and the, Mm. you know, the the petals that you're working with and, and the elements and really doing like some deep inside your head work yeah around all of that um does it did he ever talk about the reason why they were placing energy there he didn't get into it it was mostly about the the differences between western and eastern yeah um i'm sure he goes into it on his blog because it sounds like he and he has several books he's Mm. i mean he's a published author too um yeah but yeah um but so so anyway all of that is to say that you know none of us are trying to say the western system is wrong or right or anything like that but know that it was made up in like the 1900s it's not an ancient practice in the way that like hindu chakra work is um but you know if it helps it helps so if you want to do it we're not stopping you um just be mindful of the information that you take in and the places you put your money. yeah, Um, It's an
2: open opportunity for you to, you know, deep dive into that and have a better understanding of it. So, um,
0: so, (laughs) yeah. So like I said, the most widely practiced version is the seven chakra system. So that's the one we're going to go over. Um, and I did include all of the white people associations with it. Um, like the colors and the um, you know the ideas of consciousness just because I don't think it's harmful for a person to use um, so you know if it helps you it helps you if you don't like it forget it um, use what you want uh, just be eclectic about it you know pick and choose it's our favorite thing um, so this s- Sahas Sahasrara, Sahasrara. I listened to this about forty-five times. The Sahasrara, which is the crown chakra, and usually people go from root to crown. But the very first meditation I guided meditation I did went from crown to root, and so that's the way I do it. Um. So that's the order <laughs> that I works. put them in. Yeah. So I don't know which is right or wrong, or if there is a right or wrong. But we're starting with the crown. Um, and the crown means thou- or uh sahasara means a uh, thousand petaled. Um so that's that's the one that has like all of the petals. Um and so it's the highest spiritual center c- containing neither object nor subject. So it's like your connection to either the great universe, everything around you, nature gods and deities, stuff like that. Um, it gives us your higher self um, when you're talking about, you know, when people talk about your higher self, um, it goes beyond personal preoccupations, um, so kind of gets you out of your, like, uh, it, the way I think of it is out of your, like, earthly stuff, like your pentacle suit stuff and into your, like... Um, you know, higher sort of associations with, you know, you're one with everything sort of ideas. Um and it's associated with violet or sometimes white. Um, so I say don't choose associate it with both. Make it be <laughs> lavender. What do you care? Um so the the next one is the ajna, um which is the third eye chakra. Um or it's sometimes called the guru chakra, um, and it the, it comes from the word command. Um, it's the subtle center of energy where the Tantra guru would, touches the seeker um, during the initiation ritual um, is how that started. Um, and this is where the I consciousness is absorbed into the super consciousness um, associated with indigo so that it's associated with the indigo so um the way I've sort of thought of it is um your connection to like the esoteric side of things your connection Mm -hmm. to um high priestess vibes you know I get that from your third eye chakra sort of thing like moon card vibes I think of a lot of things in tarot terminology now um so but uh just kind of that unseen unknown sort of you know other side of the moon sort of thing Mm -hmm. where you know your intuition where you're connecting to your intuition and how you how things make you feel even though you can't see them sort of thing Hmm. Um, kind of like I could your be wrong. aware well yeah. kind of like
2: your awareness like i associate eye right. yeah. with like
0: your quote
2: unquote awareness of yeah things that aren't in, on this
0: physical plane right yeah so. um Vish- vishudha vishudha which is the throat chakra um and that means purest um, and this one is a sixteen-petaled flower, colored with or covered with the sixteen Sanskrit vowels, um, which is you know throat chakra. The vowels you kind of, hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of goes. Um, it's associated with the element of space. It drives communication. So the way I've seen people talk about this um, is like you know how you, when you when you get a catch in your throat and you Mm want to like, you want to say something, but you, you hold it back. Like that's you blocking your throat chakra. So like in my like experience, I would associate it with like how I was often not let, I was not a lot often allowed to show any sort of like negative emotions. Mm. Um, and I had to like keep it inside. And so then, you know, by, by using the throat chakra and kind of like imagining the energy there, imagining fixing that sort of thing, and then taking that into my daily life, sometimes it's associated with the color blue. So then mm-hmm. I'll take like a blue stone with me and I'll set it in front of me when I'm at work so that I make sure that I'm always reminding myself that I don't have to keep quiet to keep other people um, – to to constantly keep other people's feelings at the forefront of my mind. I can yeah. say things that make people uncomfortable and that's okay. Um, you don't have to make yourself digestible for everyone right. around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let them choke, you know. Um, <laughs> so,
2: uh, i would give them a piece of my mind to feast upon and i bet they would joke <sighs> yeah um if anyone gets that quote uh let me know in the comments below yeah tweet at us from. we
0: don't have a twitter tweet at us um <laughs> so <laughs> um, i was just shaking but, her head like she just like these two
1: i'm sorry i'm trying my dog's been whimpering We've. it's a nice day so we oh, have i can't walking. hear her
0: or him yeah. sorry yeah
1: well, it's because I've been muted, <laughs> so uh,
0: that's <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry, like, too much about it, because I can always edit it. Just as long as it, he's not whimpering while you're talking, you're good. Mm, okay. um,
1: I like the idea. See. and that's Yeah. Great. Maybe that's why they associate colors, so you have something that, you know, helps you put the two right. together to be more mindful about and carry that thought with you without it having to be a little more... Um, physically remembered or i don't know
0: right yeah well it gives you another thing to associate which it with with it which i think is is not bad yeah remembering well and i have a question
2: um this happens to me quite a bit actually i will suddenly have a very strong inkling towards a specific color and I will want to immerse myself in that color. I will want to wear that color. I will want, like, my background on my phone and my computer and everything to be that color. And then you, it's, you know, at some point I kind of find out that it is, like, indicative of something. And so lately I've been really, really into powder blue. Like, that mm-hmm. sort of... Um. It's kind of like a sky blue. Some people will call it periwinkle, even though I think it's more purple, Mm -hmm. but just like a pastel powdery blue. I've been really into it. Um, And then lo and behold, uh, I've had a lot of different messages through different avenues about me not being my authentic self. And about my making myself digestible for other people um when it's not really to my benefit because I mean let's be honest also pick your battles and you don't have to you don't have to reveal everything about yourself to everyone all the time you know there's a lot of people in my life that I haven't told that I was polyamorous for very good reasons and I'm just not ready for that conflict that I'm fairly certain it will cause also it's none of their business but um
0: also, like I don't I, I can make myself digestible for the like the person at Joann's. you know, i right, see like, them yeah. for like five minutes. I yeah. don't, I'll i ne- probably, you know, see them for five minutes every four to eight weeks. So right. like they don't they don't need me to I don't need a battle with them or, or exactly. figure out my disagreements with them.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. And so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, however, I was finding that I was putting on a mask for everybody in particular situations Mm -hmm. and I wasn't always just being myself and you know so I kind of I had to do a deep dive into that and like why do I do that what's the point of that um I obviously created that for a reason so what's Mm -hmm. going on there um and it'll be really funny because after I've kind of worked through that I will no longer be as like obsessed with that color anymore Ah. So So I don't know if lately you you
0: said it was powder
2: blue. So lately it's powder blue. So I've been um, doing a lot of, you know, throat work as far as Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, what, what have I been blocking and what have I, you know, been wanting to say and I'm not saying it? Why do I feel like it's unsafe to say that? Because the whole reason you don't Mm -hmm. say something is because it feels unsafe. Right. And so me just kind of stopping and being like this feels unsafe why does this feel unsafe and then like you know going through that it's still. I'm still obsessed with that color right now I'm still like super into powder blue I'm just like oh it's so feminine and pretty and you know I just absolutely love it and so I'm just immersing myself in it and allowing myself to like it and allowing myself to be open to whatever like that's telling me Mm -hmm. sorry I got it (laughs) I got something in my throat. <laughs> I say as I'm talking it's about perfect. throat chakra work. Right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if anything like that
0: happens to you guys. Or if you've experienced something like that before. Or I don't know if I'm smart enough to notice it like you do. <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> I don't think being smart has anything to do with it. I, don't maybe think, you're think, just not I think it paying has a little bit to do to with it. it. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, it doesn't. I mean, he's really smart. Uh, most of the time, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Accepting compliments with grace. Guess who is oh, shy yeah, at our- that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me. Oh, we're all conditioned not to. I, I mean, fucking- our, our whole lives we were conditioned not to.
1: I've been working on like accepting compliments, but not like also giving them back right away. Mm. Like I'm just accepting them and letting that be, and like yeah take that in like i'm allowed to be complimented
0: yeah you don't
1: have to be the one that always compliments it's not
0: transactional yeah you don't have to give somebody else another compliment
2: which a lot of people expect they expect a transaction to happen when Mm -hmm. they give you a compliment and i you know i don't know if this will help you lauren this is what has started to help me whenever i'm thinking about it um is i will say thank you i really appreciate that that means a lot to me Oh oh, oh, yeah! yeah.
1: Thank you. Right, right. It's like instead
2: of just being like, you know, for me, because what I started doing was just being like, "Oh, thank you," which you know, the tone was saying that I don't really believe you,
0: or Mm -hmm. like I'm awkward,
2: and so like I have found, well, yeah, like
0: I don't know what to do with this information right now because our brains don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Like the buffer symbol
2: happens on my forehead. But if you give yourself like a purpose, (laughs) (laughs) yeah,
0: I feel like the "I really appreciate you" gives it like a purpose, Mm -hmm. like. You know, instead of your instead of making it transactional and giving them a compliment back, you're saying, like, I really appreciate that you said that, like, you can make your thanks the transaction. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, And then I think that gives that the person a lot more like the person who complimented
2: you, like it makes them feel better. Like they're like, oh, I mm -hmm. I helped out this person and I didn't even know that they needed it. And yeah. mm -hmm. So, you know, that's all I'm going to label that as all throat throat chakra yeah stuff thank you for that <laughs> so.
0: Um, so the next one is the anahata which is the heart chakra um, and it means unstuck um, so it's symbolized by two intersecting triangles um, you know upside down from each other forming mm. a six pointed star um, which symbolizes the union of male and female which, you know, it was it it was made a long time ago. So like they all you know, everybody thought in the binary well back when they made this. You when know, were when were the symbols created? Those this? symbols were created back with the Hindu stuff. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Um, so you know, I personally like to think of it as like the union of two people or even like the union of like internal yeah, cause and I,
2: external
1: what right, i like yeah, to think of it as is like masculine energy feminine energy right finding that balance between the two because we all have that in us both are right emotions, yeah so. and then
2: having but also like that mixture becomes genderless it's just like right yeah i think about it as you know you're like the love that is internal or you know your heart shot the heart thing. What is inside and then versus what you express. So mm-hmm. it's the marrying of like what is within you and what is without you. That's yeah.
0: how I understood it when I first I like to think of like the union of male and female instead more like um because I like to focus more on because we all were raised in like a very like idolized getting married sort of culture mm-hmm. that I like to think of love now as you know all equal to each other because we were mm-hmm. told to you know getting married the love of your life you'll never love anybody more you're always with them um, whereas you know I mean I've been friends with you two longer than I've known my husband mm-hmm. um, yeah <laughs> like <laughs> I you know i you know if somebody's always with me it's lauren <laughs> you right. know? like she's been there since i was eight um she's my longest relationship right so mm-hmm. um you know i try to i like to think of all loves as being equal so instead of thinking like the union of male and female i think more of like you know the union of two souls even mm-hmm. if that's not necessarily in a romantic um sort of way Capacity. but still in like a platonic way because um, I think that it's important to remember that all of these kinds of loves are all equal mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our and that's my soapbox for the day is well, you your love also... between your friends your love between siblings mm-hmm. your love between your parents are all as important as your love as you know you're married to except for my
1: parents which I and <laughs> have a much better relationship with my husband than my parents Well, also Brittany kind of touched on it but basically like your love with yourself, mm-hmm. I think maybe is what you're trying to get at too.
0: Right. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And loving as yourself well is your important.
1: That's true for others. So yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's like that.
2: that that love that you have on the inside for like for yourself, and then mm-hmm. you know the love that you express. And well, and like Shelby, what you were saying too, you could also um, you think about it as the marriage of love between you and the universe or the cosmos. Mm-hmm. So between you and whatever the, the greater being yeah right um yeah that's and i, th- I like that it can be interpreted yeah. so many different ways too because yeah it's like it's whatever fits in your box because i truly i truly believe that um divine because i don't have a better word for it divine universe source or whatever comes to you in whatever way will suit you best if you're mm-hmm. willing to accept that if you're willing to explore it so for some people who have accepted it and explored it like believing in nothing is what connects them most Mm -hmm. to that or you know maybe being catholic is what really connects them to divine or whatever and you know insert whatever so yeah like as Shelby has said this entire podcast a multitude of times already Whatever works best for you, as long as you're not being an asshole, do your thing. (laughs) (laughs) If
0: you're not hurting yourself or others, you're good. Go for it. Um, So the heart chakra is, um, you know, linked with compassion, with life, with beauty, the bridge between earthly and spiritual aspirations. Um, And it's associated with the color green, which, Mm -hmm. like, you know, in our culture... You know, you think heart stuff. You think Valentine's Day. You think pink and and red. Right. Um, You think blood, you know, even if you're thinking of, like, anatomy. So I think green is an
1: interesting color for it. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, when I think green... I mean, of course, I'm going to go towards money because our currency is green, but I also do think about like um, outdoors, nature, mm-hmm, or nature. like Mother Nature. So then maybe that's where they even get like it spring,
0: month. like blooming and stuff. You know?
2: Yeah. Well, they also um, wanted to connect it to the rainbow, right? And
0: it's what, it's red to, to purple, yeah. Right. And the right seven chakras in, in the in. In the spiritualist movement, seven was a very sacred number. That's why we have Roy G. Biv. That's why there's indigo. Right, because... Um, That's why it doesn't go (laughs) straight from blue to purple.
2: Right. Um,
0: Because there's a lot of
2: argument that indigo is a transitionary color. Not necessarily a... uh, Should be named color. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Secondary or tertiary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, but yes. Um, So that also makes sense why they made... I mean everything that you guys mentioned yes but also that's 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 the G in the Roy G Biv
0: so it's got to be right here yeah. <laughs> and it's right in the middle so uh, yeah uh, blame this guy the sky made rainbows and it's the sky's fault that the heart chakra is green well you know that um, never mind i was going to say something
2: rude there keep going
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was going i was going to say Just imagine it. what she said that was rude <laughs>
2: well shelby you can edit this out but you know you know the gay people appropriated the rainbow from god <laughs> i'm not editing that <laughs> speaking of the wrong way to think about cultural appropriation that is incorrect on so many <laughs> levels or the whole drew barrymore where people got mad that she was enjoying being out in the rain and loving being out oh in the my rain. gosh yeah making so fun, was fun like, of her
0: yeah it was like right let, let a woman like, live Right. I I don't even know
1: what we're talking about.
0: Okay, Drew Barrymore had a kind of a little bit of an unhinged TikTok. uh, Right. Where she was like out in the rain. Enjoying herself in the rain
2: okay yeah and, which and, is you know, fine
0: like you know if you're a public figure you're gonna get like blowback with that sure whatever but i think right. it was a little bit blown out of proportion like just let the woman make her videos right
2: or it's like but there was a lot of pushback where people were like well she's like she's culturally appropriating like rain dancing and i'm like wait oh, wait 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 Wait.
0: that's
1: Hold a on. little far
2: I'm, I'm gonna need you to stop look at your surroundings and have a and question thine self on, is that really what's happening? Or is it just a human enjoying being out in the rain as right. humans have done since Humans forever. enjoying a universal concept. Right. Like Exactly. I was like, this is the incorrect way of yeah. using that term and
0: the reason why people have incorrectly. And I'm ideas all for calling out that. celebrities for appropriation. Oh, for don't sure. Don't get me wrong. I'll do it all day long. But don't um, mess with Drupal's dancing think is in the like rain. a little bit. <laughs> too far yeah 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 yeah. um okay so the next one is the manipura um which is the solar plexus chakra which is in like the stomach or the navel area um and manipura means jewel city um i don't know why but it it does um (laughs) i need to do more research obviously we don't have enough time
1: Um, what lauren i have i you know my historical information could be way off, too. But my first thought is we're talking about Hinduism. Uh, does belly dancing come from Hinduism or from that region? Uh,
0: Don't they adorn so.
1: themselves with, like, jewelry? Okay. Oh, they
0: do, yeah. in be- Let's see. Yeah.
2: I know that, like, in parts of, like, Egypt and stuff, belly dancing is a thing, too. So it's like that whole region going to go
0: to my favorite place, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, oh, it Wikipedia. originates in Egypt. It's a little farther.
2: Yes. Sorry, I was very excited about it.
0: But um,
2: you are thinking about, um, I don't know the name of it, but it is um, a specific type of expressive dance. In um, a lot of Indian culture and a lot of Bollywood um, mm-hmm. movements are based off of that, where um, emotion is expressed through like certain movements um, and certain express like hand, whatever, and they are completely head to toe adorned with like bells and beads and uh, yeah. absolutely gorgeous outfits. So it wouldn't surprise me if uh, they're talking about like a girded belt. Around the middle, and that yeah, that's what we like
1: was Yeah, like a jewel imagining.
2: Yeah, like a jeweled sort of deal. Hopefully, they're not talking about poop. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> but.
0: I couldn't find the name of the, the Indian type of dancing, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah
2: I was going to say, if you've seen any sort of Bollywood film, especially yeah. if it's females or female presenting people dancing, um, you will see that. And it is incredibly expressive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's very akin to, like, you know, f- the French ballet. And, like, it was meant to express certain things through certain types of movements. Same with that type of dancing. Mm-hmm. Um
0: but yeah, beautiful to watch. Also, I like Bollywood stuff. Um, completely aside, yeah, if you it's guys... Yeah, just calling it... I mean, this is just... Wikipedia is calling it um, modern Indian ballet. Yeah, I mean, it's very... Um,
2: if you get a chance to ever see a show like that, it's really moving. Um, also, a uh, side note, and you can edit this out, Shelby, if you want. Um, if you want to watch a good Bollywood movie... um. That is five ever uh, long, because all good Bollywood movies are. It's called RRR. Like, it's, okay. it's three R's, and it's a saga of a movie, but it is amazing. If you can carve
0: out, like, four hours of your time, wow. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, I made it through Babe over the weekend, so that was an hour and a half movie. You watched Babe? Um, like, for the yes, first time? also holds no not for the first time I've, oh, like okay I, like, time. I love that movie. i love babe <laughs> i do too. um holds up i mean they do give the the parents a fax machine so like you know a little dated but the movie holds up it's still good i still love, I love the babe. the duck part where
2: he goes i like that plan it's a good plan
0: but
1: and
2: because <laughs> <laughs> we use that all the time now in my house if we don't like somebody's idea but we're trying to say nicely i like that plan it's a good plan but
0: have you considered? Yeah, my, Christmas means carnage is like my favorite scene. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas means <laughs> carnage. It's like, oh my god,
1: it's been yeah. so long since I saw that. I uh, sat through the three hour and fifteen minute Avatar movie.
2: Oh my god, the second one- I only had
1: to go potty once. <gasps> it was nice. Like really good oh, on my
2: part. I'm so, st- I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I I've had a lot of. I've had a lot of people tell me different things about that movie. Um, I've also seen a lot of people having an outcry about that movie because there's, once again, a lot of cultural appropriation. The idea <laughs> of sa- the idea of saviorism
0: through colonialism mm.
1: is
2: another really big one, and I was
0: like. Eh i haven't watched it i have it. no comments because i haven't seen either
2: i haven't movie. so i kind of have a negative connotation with the first one because i went there with my really horrible abusive ex um <gasps> i remember that she, guy Ooh, yeah i like him fuck that guy anyways if you're listening fuck you anyways
0: <laughs> i don't know why you would but I mean, we're gonna get surprised. down to eight, seven listeners Brittany. we only have eight <laughs> i don't know why that why the <laughs> wouldn't be listening to this he was you, the have, one who told- you have to wait till we have a hundred
2: subscribers before oh we god. start saying fuck you oh my god no he straight up told me that everything i believed in was stupid and so okay, yeah cool yeah so They'll i doubt nice.
0: uh, well
2: i wouldn't go that far
0: <laughs> i will i'll do I, it for you i hope that he
2: takes the opportunity that life has presented him to make himself a better better person person. however also fuck him um but he he took me the first avatar he was avid avid that we go and avid that we go to the 3d showing and um
0: what's the point
2: and he also made me pay for my own ticket um because he quote-unquote didn't make enough money he also never had enough money Surprisingly, Then he around, should go by
0: himself.
2: Yeah. He never had enough money, surprisingly, even though he had plenty of money throughout the rest of the year, um, around Christmas and my birthday to not be able to afford to buy me any Christmas gifts or take me out to dinner on my birthday. And then when I would be like, well, but you just spent all this money on like this gaming stuff. Oh, no. Then it was my fault because I had the audacity to be born two days after Christmas. <laughs>
1: oh. Gaslighting, my friends,
2: my Mm. gaslighting is a nasty thing and Don't, don't, all right, little aside, if you have been in an abusive relationship of any sort, it's okay to tell yourself that, hey, now I know better, I didn't at the time, I didn't have the tools to understand, now I do, and then remember I hate forgive and forget that's a stupid fucking line don't ever forget if you are going to forgive anybody forgive yourself for going through that and if you feel like forgiving them then okay fine if you feel like forgiving is part (laughs) of
0: your journey you can do it I'm not a forgive sort of person because I'm a bitch so
2: (laughs) I forgive myself For staying there for so long. Like, I forgive myself for believing the things I believed because, I mean, that's – that's, you know, that's where I was at at the time. Now I know better. But, you know, no, I don't forgive. I understand. Right. But understanding, it does not mean an excuse. Knowing the reason doesn't make it an excuse. I didn't deserve to be treated that way. I shouldn't have been treated that way. And, you know, I'm still going – to therapy about it now, even though it was over a decade ago at this point. But that connects somehow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: got we got solar plexus. Solar plexus. Solar plexus. Jewel city. It must dancing. be weird. Sitting. Okay. <laughs> um so represented by a downward pointing triangle representing the fire in the middle of a lotus with ten petals um the sacral chakra what no just kidding uh how so this the solar plexus is we're still talking about that um is how we assess ourselves in the world um so like how we um present to others and how we relate to other people um stuff like that that's why i have to go to therapy over my solar plexus chakra
2: (laughs) (laughs) We need to get
0: Shelby all
2: of the golden yellow shit, all of it. (laughs) and be like this is for your poor poor solar plexus it's having a hard time your your very
0: stupid meat sack that you have
2: no Um, don't call your body
0: stupid i want a refund on my meat sack no Um, don't call it stupid it's doing the best it can with the
2: tools it's doing the best it
0: can it
2: is you wouldn't say that to somebody else the best it can is a lot of poop (laughs) it's expelling what it can as quickly as it can
1: Stop Stop it. a it! Too to quickly get rid of, a lot of times. So.
2: If you're gonna if you're gonna change your mindset about how you talk to yourself, talk true, nicer to true. your body. You wouldn't tell me that my body's stupid and that no, you your should, body's great. You should be like you need to get a refund on your mindset. I think, if you, mate's I think
1: <laughs> if you need to adapt Britney's like the way she talks to her body with food terms. Yes, in yeah. a lovingly way.
2: Yes, so I call my my pooch pouch my pudding. I've referred to my arms <laughs> as my mochi. And so, so I've lost a lot of weight, right? And so I have bat wings now, and mm. I am self conscious about them. So, oh, no, I, are oh, you yeah. going to get tattoos on them? No, no, I'm not. going to Oh, gonna get I tattoos have a friend.
0: On. She she lost a lot of her weight and had mm-hmm. was self conscious about her arms, so she just tatted them up, and they're beautiful. And now she loves them. Oh, good for that's her. One, that's one way to cope. If you want to cope that way, <laughs> I'm all for it. I
2: love it. What I do is I look at it in the mirror and when I feel some sort of way about it, I hold it out and I squish it and I go mochi mochi and it makes me feel good about myself (laughs) because it's funny. So, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, hey, I actually looked out quite a bit with my, you know, with losing weight. I do have some excess skin, but it's not, it's not so much that it's painful or in the way.
1: Mm -hmm. So
2: I'm like, all right, we're good, you know. Because I've seen people that have had to get um, excess skin removal, and it is a it's wonderful because they don't have all of that like stuff in the way because it's skin right. and it's in the way, um, and it's not like I think people don't realize like how thick excess skin is, right? Um, and you know, like how painful it is to like hang off of the body, but it is also like one of the highest rated, most painful recovery surgery Oof. yeah and i was like oh you know what i'm good thanks thanks body for being very elastic
0: for someone that's in their 30s <laughs> i appreciate it. Right. but yeah so the next one <laughs> is i i looked this one up too Svadisthana, uh this is the sacral chakra um what did i say (laughs) i thought you were gonna say the shit chakra i was like i was like why is it because it's in your now that is bad (laughs) Shelby. that's racist (laughs) the sacral chakra okay chakra um the wheel of the year episode is going to be really fun you guys because we're recording that right after this so we're only going to get crazier oh, um, i love it the, the you'll be able to hear lauren's eyes rolling by the end
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meet, okay so the Shaka svarithana meeting where the self is established um The placement is in the pelvic area, um, and they say it's at the root of the sexual organs. Mm -hmm. So do with that what you want. Um, (laughs) So it has to do with intuition, self-esteem, self-worth, and relationships, and it's associated with orange. Um, And then the last one is, or the first one, depending on which way you read it, is the... um, Mudlahara, which is the root chakra, Um, and it means root, very easy-meaning association. (laughs) Um, And that one's at the base of the spine, Um, and it's linked to survival, groundedness, basic instincts, safety and security, um, like home, that sort of thing, and it's associated with red. Um,
2: Okay, I, I understand why people would
0: begin there. And
2: then go up because it's kind yeah. of like your right. foundation yeah. as you go up. But I have well, a Well, you're going from the
0: earth up to the, up to the, like the, to the heaven. greater, yeah, For like the heavens, s- yeah. To fucking space.
1: I've yeah. heard from different people. Some people say that you have to like focus and build and heal from the root up in order to have them all like open and aligned I don't know if that's the case or not. I've just heard that
2: there is a um, psychology uh, theory that um, is it the pyramid of of needs? Pussy
0: doodles pyramid. Yeah, about how like
2: you have to have your most basic needs met before you can meet like the other needs Um, hierarchy
0: of needs. What's that?
2: Maslow.
0: Maslow.
2: Good old Maslow. Um. I have heard arguments for and against. I think it really just depends on you as a person. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it is very hard to think about, um, you know, spiritual enlightenment whenever you are homeless and hungry. Right. Um, But then again, people put themselves in that state specifically to have a spiritual, you know, um, experience. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends on who you are um i i think that there's no right or wrong way when it comes to that Mm -hmm. um but hey if you know if you're not sure where to start i think that starting from the bottom and working your way up probably isn't a bad idea right
0: but yeah lauren Lauren, i know exactly what you're talking about it's also like um with you know if if you're starting with your root chakra that's your sense of security Mm -hmm. um and your like sense of survival where it's you know if you're starting from your crown chakra and like your uh you know link to your higher self is a Mm -hmm. lot more abstract when you haven't grappled with the fact am I safe right now am I in danger Mm -hmm. um so like you know it took me a lot of years to figure out like okay, home can be a safe space. Home can be a place where I'm not, um, you know, worried about my uh, every moment of being. Um, So, you know, I I do think there is a lot of, if you're doing it in this westernized way, I do think there is a lot of credence of doing it from ground up. Um, Unless you're an Aquarius. Then you go Unless you're the an Aquarius, down. then you do. Yeah, that <laughs> top down an- is ground up for Aquarius. Yeah, because, so. I mean, you're
2: an alien anyways, so you got to go. To <laughs> so all Aquarius is out there. I do love you. It's a joke I have among my friend group. So, yeah, you know. We just like to make fun of you. It's fine. Listen, um- that's why we drink dogs on Scorpios. We have to have somebody that we – I'm not dogging on them. I'm just saying you're very spacey, and that's cool beans. You got to – different perspective than
0: what i so I've i have my aries friend um who is an avid listener of here i'll Thank type you. her name in the chat so you know who i'm talking about um my aries Next. friend who is an avid listener um she texts me all the time while she's listening she's like i appreciate you standing up to the A- for the aries
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> why is pretty such an aries hater <laughs> i'm not I'm not an Aries hater. A little I'm, bit.
1: A little bit. Okay.
2: So, I am just expressing my experiences
0: with her personal experiences with with right. specific Aries. With
2: specific Aries cuz I've met lots of other Aries that I get along with like this person. Get along this with them just fine. You get along with, yeah. Right. They're totally fine and I have 1 2 I have four other aries in my Poor. in my yeah in my group that i roll with Some that are my totally best friends are aries no uh, none of them are but <laughs> my best friends uh let's see they're usually capricorns, capricorns and sco- <laughs> scorpios. yeah scorpios yeah i was gonna That's say it. primarily my We're besties <laughs> that i roll with are scorpios and other earth signs oh my god <laughs> But yeah, really, if there was any sign that I would have to be like, it is a high probability that I won't get along with them or that we will not see eye to eye are Geminis. That has just been my experience. You know, everybody has a name, a name of somebody that it's usually You've said this on
0: the podcast before. I
2: have. I have. And I'm sorry, but that's what it's <laughs> like. <laughs> An avid listener. I love you. I haven't talked to you in a long time. <laughs> we love but you. But by par- but by proxy, I love you through Shelby, and you're one of the good ones. I also <laughs> listen. I know a lot of people that straight up are like, God, I fucking hate Capricorn, especially Capricorn oh, girls, especially January yeah. Capricorn girls. And I'm just like, Wow, oh,
0: this yeah. pro- who hurt you? <laughs> I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> but I understand. Who hurt, who hurt you? <laughs> so,
2: anyways, that's my rant. Defending myself
0: <laughs> against that. Uh, well it's fine because i balance us out apparently um so anyway how do you guys think that you are going to are you going to maybe use some chakra work in your practice maybe you think you're gonna do more research on all of the stuff how do you guys feel
1: so when the pandemic hit i pulled out a book that i got like ages ago mm. from the bookstore. And it, and I'd have to reach over to a different area to pull it out. But basically, it goes over the Western-eyed version of the chakras system. Uh-huh. And it incorporates like different yoga poses or meditation poses mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the mantras. And then I do think there practice. are yoga
0: poses that are a- attached with the chakras. I didn't get yeah. into all of it because yeah. I have. Well, it um, shows
1: like some basic yeah. ones. And so I went through that and tried to do that. I didn't stick with it, (laughs) but I definitely did try. And I tried with the whole like starting at your root and working your way up. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: um, I was trying to use like the color association. So like if I was working on my root chakra, I'd paint my nails red or I'd wear red Mm -hmm. something. And I was going to like try to focus on that for the month. I only got to like. I, I got through the route and then I, I kinda went downhill like <laughs> <by, It laughs> my pandemic, to do this.
0: like you can nothing was real back then. The panini has us all fucked up still. <laughs> Cause it's not really over, it's
2: but not it's over. not it's not
1: as strong. I have a couple books actually. Uh and I'm pretty sure they're all westernized. So that's to I mean, deeper, that's what you're gonna
0: find, especially yeah. in English, is yeah. you're just gonna I I looked hard to try and find, like, you know, stuff that wasn't just, like, this is a chakra, bye, mm -hmm. uh, that was, you know, not Western, and it was just next to impossible. I also have an
1: oracle deck that goes over, like, the chakra systems, Mm -hmm. and it'll bring up questions for you to, like, ponder based off that chakra and what it, like, you know – deals with or is incorporated with
2: yeah you know um leading off of what you were saying lauren there is a um on youtube there is a yoga instructor who um so it's a yoga with lakshmi l-a-k-s-h-m-i and what i like about them is that they're they're first of all they're very kind um and they're very loving but i believe that they are hindi themselves Um, which I'm always like, hey, if you can find, um, a teacher of a particular like mode of, uh, spirituality-ness, insert correct word there, um, go to the source and see what you can find from it. But I like them a lot. Um, but once again, that's, uh, yoga with Lakshmi. Um, and I believe the channel's name is sanskriti yoga it's s-a-n-s-k-r-i-t-i um and i'll have that linked in our uh, show description yeah. as well thank you um but yeah are they I,
1: easy yoga poses i'm so, not the most so, flexible person anymore so
2: she starts from like very 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 beginners like that okay. you have no other, no fucking clue what you're doing mm-hmm. <clears throat> to um i think she has some advanced videos i've been doing the like little baby ones little like I am a very okay and I already told these two but I'm gonna tell our audience um I pull I had had two back spasms today um my birthday was about two days ago I'm in my early 30s and I bent down to pull something out of my purse and my entire back just went and I was like oh my god what's happening to me and then it happened again uh later this afternoon um so either i am nutritionally low on something or i need to be a more mobile potato than i have been recently um be a more worldly potato be a more be a more experienced potato you know um it's but the yeah
1: holidays. right
2: but if you it's... want
1: oh go ahead no oh i finished. was
2: yeah um but yeah if you if you are you know very very stiff then she definitely has um some really good uh she's good with that. Mm-hmm. However, if you want something that is also I don't know how inclusive she is. If you want somebody who's really inclusive as far as being plus-sized or being having mobility issues but also doing yoga, um there's nourished Natasha, I think is her name. Um, you know, she's uh, she also does like stuff with like Tarot and talking about how like it connects and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. She seems like a pretty cool gal. Um, but like I said, her stuff is very westernized, um, very, very, very westernized, so you know, do what with, with that information as you will. but yeah i think you'd be okay with her lauren i was gonna say you can just you know watch a video and see where she how she does because i understand the being stiff
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> being I, was stiff. Gonna say, I saw this meme going around where it, it's like uh i don't know what day it is and i need a vegetable Is like how you feel yeah. during the holidays, <laughs> and i really felt the that i was like christmas when was the last time i had a vegetable other yeah. than on christmas day oh my god <laughs> Oh, now you
2: got me thinking about, uh, I have, I had some leftover lo mein, which had carrots and mushrooms and cabbage in it, but I picked out all the onions because they were still crunchy and I don't like crunchy onions. That is one of those sensory things that I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, well, but as far as practicing, um, I don't know. I don't really feel super called towards chakra work. Right Mm -hmm. now Um, I think I'll continue To Well and I don't know I'm not even Doing it conscientiously it just happens Where I have like Mm -hmm. An obsession with a color I let myself immerse in it I figure out that it has a lot of things to do With a lot of stuff And then usually There's a coordination Of something going on Within me That has Mm -hmm. to do with that What about you? What do you think about doing?
0: You know, I really want to get more into it just because I do think it would help with the um digestive issues along mm-hmm. with again my prescribed medications. Yes. And the therapy. Um so, you know, I I do think it's it's worth seeing if it works and if it, you know, what works and what doesn't. Um I do like knowing all of the behind the, you know, the behind the scenes sort of stuff about how yeah. it's more of a visualization tool and, you know, for meditating and, um, you know, practicing yoga with that. So I do think it's, it's good that, um, you know, we've looked it all up and figured that it you, all out, but I do think I am, <laughs> I did. That Shelby looked, looked, <laughs> looked it all up. Um, so, but I, I, you know, I think it's it's good that we, you know, went over because I do think it is really important because, um, you know, the things things that um, Christopher Wallace, this scholar that I keep referencing a lot, um, he said that there's a lot of um, books that reference a lot of the stuff like the um, you know, mistranslated Sanskrit stuff from the early. 1900s and the other books and the associations. So now, you know, there are people who are um you know, of like Indian descent are referencing that and then coming up with new stuff and so then it kind of perpetuates this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so like like you said, you know, you want to go to like somebody who is a credible source um, and, you know, is maybe from that um, sort of culture, but even that Mm -hmm. can get a little bit skewed by the whitewashing that's been done over the last hundred years. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I think it's good to know all of that stuff. Um, And again, you know, I don't think, especially for like just a regular person, especially in like our culture in, in North America and stuff to not know all of this is pretty normal. Yeah. You know, like you would, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you need to look into. You bought a friggin' book, like, right. you you know, you, you like, you know, when it's, you don't realize that it's Westernized just because, I mean, you bought it in a book, you think the publisher would be, um, cognizant of checking that kind of stuff. Um, but if you guys want a podcast to listen to it's called if books could kill Um, and it's about how (laughs) it's about popular science books um, that they call them airport books or airplane books Mm -hmm. that get read a lot um, and get like really popularized the first episodes about Freakonomics Um, but they Freakonomics Freakonomics was a book that was written and it was like just, like, weird anomalies and stuff. Listen to the podcast. You don't have to read the book to listen to the podcast um, because they'll go over all of it. But they basically go over how, like, none of it's true. Publishers have very low thresholds of fact-checking. And, like, there are some things referenced in the book, like, in the references that, like, dispute what the book says. So, like, it's not even... The own reference disproves what the book says. Right. Um, and the publishers like did not catch it. So, you know, um, we we have more faith in systems that are Shelby goes on a capitalist rant. <laughs>
1: um,
0: that are capitalist and they're not, they don't care about the history, they don't care about the science, they care about making money, they care about selling a book. Mm. Um, so you know. It's hard when you know when you're when you're out here in these streets buying these books, trying to make yourself a better person right. and you know the things that get sold are garbage um so anyway, if books could kill another great podcast, it has like four episodes, so not bingeable yet, not bingeable.
2: well, I mean, you can binge those four episodes, but then you're done so. <laughs> Well and you know, so that was this was something I was talking to my mother about, um a while back, about critical thinking. And I was like, mm. Critical critical thinking isn't that you disbelieve everything you hear. Critical thinking is you take you stopping and taking a moment to digest the information that you were given and then depending on where you're getting that information, taking it with a grain of salt. And I was like, You have access to one of the largest knowledge databases to have ever existed. And it's like, you know, with critical thinking skills, and you can even look into that database and decide what things are probably a credible source and what things probably aren't a credible source. Um, but like, it was one of the, you know, one of the times where she had sent my sister and I something and she asked, Hey, I saw this on Facebook. Is it true? And I told her about Snopes And Mm -hmm. about like, I was like, yeah, you can just type this into Google and look it up in like less than the time it took you to text it out and ask, you know, and that's that's a
0: generational thing, too. Right. Um, I think older generations, because they didn't have access to Mm -hmm. the entire world's knowledge at their fingertips for almost their entire lives they're much more likely to go ask a trusted person mm-hmm. versus trying to find something on their own in this overwhelming landscape of in- information. Right. Overload. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Which I was going to, you know, thank you for saying that. Cause I was yeah. going to be like, I'm not faulting her for doing that. You know? Right. There's plenty of things that like, you know, there's plenty of technology that's come out now that I don't even know where to start to look on how to Mm -hmm. do it and so yeah i'll ask a trusted source you know like tall husband like his job has to do with computers so a lot of times i'll be like why is this happening (laughs) 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 or why can't i just like plug this into that and then like it's done and it's like oh well now you need an adapter for that i'm like but why for (laughs) <laughs> for we need an adapter for this. Um
0: because of capitalism probably. Because of
2: fucking <laughs> capitalism. Um but yeah, so you know, just I think that um you know, if you're somebody where you are not sure about something that you hear and you are you know that you're somebody that um digests information very quickly and very easily, um, without um, questioning, I think it's a really good idea for you to, you know, nothing wrong with popping on YouTube and looking up some, you know, critical thinking skills. I mean, hell, yeah. I had to, I had to go on there and look up some, how like, how do I use Excel? <laughs>
0: the other day, <laughs> girl, call me, dude. Oh, I should have. Oh, I, here, I didn't make coffee this morning because of the reason I told you earlier. Um, my friend got me a a cup. It's an Excel sheet and it says, oh, this calls for a spreadsheet. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Next time I have a question, I will
2: do as my mother does and I will call your trusted trusted
0: friend who will then Google it and YouTube it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, whenever you get information from a book or you look at something, it is totally okay and totally fine for you to question that. And then go and do your own research. Like, if you get anything... Honestly, ad-
0: especially if it's in a book. Exactly. Um, you know, publishers don't have the same ethical standards that journalists have. So, you know, and it's, journalists it's almost... Journalists don't have
2: much anymore either.
0: Anymore. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you have a, you know, a reputable journalistic source that you can mm-hmm. go to to find that information, my personal favorite is NPR because they're not funded by you know they're funded by the member stations who are funded by the people who listen um so they're not like running ads so they don't have advertisers that they're beholden to sort of thing um so that's kind of my favorite most neutral source um but yeah you know if you have a trusted journalistic source be careful who you trust in those journalistic areas um but they have a much higher threshold of fact checking than a publisher will Mm -hmm. um so you know it it, it used to be if you read stuff in a book you could you could believe it and that's not true anymore yeah unfortunately
2: so (sighs) i guess i guess our uh you know what we're getting at is it's okay to question it's okay to ask questions and it's You know, we encourage you to do your own deep dive Mm -hmm. if something, you know, if something interests you or you're not sure about that. Or even if, like, maybe, you know, something that we said, um, especially in this episode, um, you know, uh, enacted or activated some strong feelings, you know, um, then, yeah, for sure, total invitation to go and start doing a deep dive into it. And allowing yourself to question something that maybe you believe for a really long time or something you've been told for a really long time or something that you read in a book and ingested as truth. Everybody's been there. We've all done that. So, you know, that's our
0: open invitation to. And if you think we got anything wrong, feel free to email us because we, yes, we also like to, you know, if, if I got something wrong, I want to know. Yeah. Um,
2: Especially if we so- if we pronounce something incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah sorry shelby <laughs> i don't
0: know how no, to pronounce i'm, that I'm the worst at pronouncing i i own it i'm very bad at it i try you did
2: you tried very I hard i appreciate that
0: yes yeah.
1: thank you because i don't want to do it either <laughs> <laughs>
2: man i'm oh, so glad well? that
0: oh sorry i was just gonna say I'm no so glad i was that gonna it... end the show you go oh
2: okay <laughs> I was just going to say, I am so glad that YouTube has things that you can type it in there and ask how it's pronounced and you can hear it because mm-hmm, Google mm. used to do that. I don't know if it still does automatically. There's a howtopronounce.com
0: okay. that I went on that had all of the, um, Hindu words that I pronounced. Nice.
2: Mm. I love that. I love that we had I that. I still app.
0: pronounced it very poorly, but I did practice it several times with that and, um, it's not the fault of the website that I didn't say it right. No, <laughs> it's just you weren't raised learning, you know, that language. So, yeah. All right. Well, you, you too. I think we mm-hmm. made it through another episode. Mm-hmm. We did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Hold on. I got to scroll up, scroll up. Um, so our next episode is going to be the wheel of the year. So very excited to talk about that. Um, please make sure that you email your questions, comments, stories, and more to charmedandalarmed at gmail.com. Don't go and support us on Patreon because we still don't have one yet. Or maybe if this is several years in the future, check. Who knows? (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're still around. Right. As of... um, the end of 2022 we do not have a patreon um make sure to rate and review um if you leave a really funny apple podcast review i will read it out loud on the show i promise you um if you make me laugh out loud i will go lol and then i'll read it on the show so that's your new challenge to all eight of you that listen do that please Um, And then go ahead and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at charmed underscore alarmed. Um, Thanks so much for
1: listening. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren.
0: And I'm Brittany.
1: And we are charmed and alarmed.
2: Bye, guys.